Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Uh, but yes, yeah, so last night it was NXT TakeOver New York, although technically it was this morning for us because it started mm-hmm. at midnight. Uh, we watched the show live. Thank you to all of us that joined us on the stream. But I thought one of the more... like There was a, so many talking points coming out of this. We oh had like God. dozens upon dozens of titles that we could have done for this Wrestle Ramble. But an I thought... Amazing show. An incredible show. Absolutely amazing. Like uh, Five out of five I gave it for the uh, the review, which is currently live if you want to go watch that. A bit harsh, Luke, to be fair. A bit harsh. <laughs> I am negative. It must <laughs> be said. Negative. Yeah, I am absolutely negative. I thought one of the matches was a match of the year contender. Mm. I'm so negative about this show. The wrong one, though. So. Well, that's the problem, I guess. Um, but yeah, so I thought one of the big talking points coming out of it was the, the surprising victory of Shayna Baszler. Mm. I don't think there were that many people going into this that thought that Baszler was going to retain. Definitely not. No, I think it felt like it was a perfectly engineered situation for her to pass the title on without really losing any of her sort of strength and uh, the mystique around her, right? Like, this was the perfect... She didn't have to get pinned. She didn't have to get tapped. She could just lose the belt without really damaging her too much. Um and it didn't happen. No, it did not. And she looked pretty competent for, like, yeah. You know, it was Bianca Belair mostly taking the, the big moves, I felt like. It was, you know, Shayna was just sort of out of the way and then snuck in being the mastermind tactician to steal the win. Well, that's because she had her face imprinted on the ring post. So I think <laughs> yeah, that, that distracted yeah, her that's for some true. of the yeah, match. Yeah. Hudunk! Yeah, and she took that right like smack. Like a champ. Like yeah. an absolute champ, yeah. Uh, so if you don't know the spot, she they were trying to repeat the spot they did from Phoenix Wright's where they, she grabbed Belair by her hair and then pulled her into the ring post. Only this time, Belair got the foot up and used her own hair to pull Baszler back. And Baszler just literally ran into the ring post. Yeah, if they ever have a match again, she'll whip it around the back of Baszler's head and just do that. <laughs> like, with all the force that Braun Strowman mm. runs around the ring to run yeah. people over, that's how fast Shayna Baszler pulled herself into that post. It just went splat into it. It was marvellous. But yeah, she picked up the win. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, you and I both had down Bianca Belair yep. to win. Ollie Davis had Io Shirai to win. On the takeover... On the, sorry, the takeover... Sorry, on the NXT review before TakeOver, we both said, actually, Kyrie Sane might be coming out the winner of this. Mm-hmm. But Baszler's won. So yeah. Baszler's still champ. So, Sneaky. what next for Shayna Baszler? Candice LeRae. Yeah, I've seen is that. My, yeah, yeah. Is my pick. Uh, I feel like that little one-minute promo that Candice had prior to in the NXT before TakeOver, that little bit with Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah, she's got a match on the, the kickoff show or... Before, basically taped before TakeOver goes out, right? That's going out next week. Yep. She featured in Johnny's ending, and I feel like that this is the point now. Like, she's kind of been on the back burner because she's been involved in the Johnny Champa storyline. That is resolved now, and Johnny can just go forward being great champion. Doesn't really have to be the sort of focus of this huge, all-encompassing, all-NXT-dominating storyline. So maybe it's Candice's time to almost just replicate that success. Exactly, yeah. As the sort of underdog character and they can be Mr. and Mrs. Wrestling that, running that's, NXT, yeah, I was gonna say, you can almost a cool story. You can almost imagine them, because they were sort of doing that in Impact with mm-hmm. Johnny Impact and Taya Valkyrie yes. of like, you know, the the, cup, the power couple holding holding both titles. So yeah, so like you can almost imagine the ending of a TakeOver show with 
Gargano holding up his belt, Candice holding mm-hmm. up her belt, and yeah, and they and the new power couple and I think, of NXT. Yeah, and I think it's probably also like probably also then builds to the idea of having the women main event the the another show again. Like, exactly. You know, let's, yeah. have, let's have a big main event with the women again. Yeah, like, if you really build an incredible storyline between Candice and Shayna, yeah, then yeah, absolutely, it would take it would main events the, yeah, exactly. the next takeover. Perhaps because they've got one in July, haven't they? Or is it mm-hmm. in June? Um, Davis, you could do some research into that of when the uh, next NXT show is. On it. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> you can also tell that Ollie Davis is in control of the uh, the camera changes as well. What am I researching? <laughs> I wasn't listening. <laughs> when the next uh, takeover is. I think there's one in June or it's in July. On it. Thanks, mate. He's so charismatic. He is, truly. Uh, this is great for podcast listeners too. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I I think Candice is a great shout. Mm-hmm. The other name that I had down, although I don't think it's possible because I think her injury injured, is yeah. going to keep her out of it, is Dakota Kai. But I think they, I, and I think that's a very good shout because I think they would both fulfil a very similar role. Like I think they'll probably do with Candice what they were in, maybe intending to do with Dakota, like that sort of. Dakota is the one that's been bullied by Shayna Baszler for has, years, for now. years now, and has had to overcome all of that. So I think they'll probably step that up with Candice, maybe, and then do that storyline. But I think it would go either, the same way with either woman. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I think it's the injury is probably what would keep Dakota out of the running. Yeah. If only because like because NXT is very big on its long term storytelling, mm-hmm. as we've seen with the Gargano yeah. Champa storyline. So I think this, and that's that's what I was thinking about this morning. The whole bullying storyline they were doing with Dakota Kai which was you know it's a couple of years old now yeah. you can go back and kind of retread that ground and show the videos of her doing the arm break spot and this yeah. that and the other and Dakota always coming up short against Baszler because of run-ins and this that and the other being saved by Ember like Ember Moon was still in NXT yeah when Dakota Kai was being beaten up by mm-hmm. Shayna Baszler so it's a long-running thing but yeah it's I don't know when her injury is going to allow her to come back no I think at most it might be like August, September. Yeah. And I don't know if they're going to hold off on that um, and to, to carry on this Shayna Baszler storyline or, as you say, go with Candice instead. I think they're going to want to move Shayna on sooner rather than later. I just we said think... that before TakeOver. Yeah, but, I, but I, just, I don't think it's that sort of, I don't think she'll be sticking around for ages. I think she's sticking around for the foreseeable. Mm-hmm. And I, but I, you just don't want her to... She, she's going to cap that division in a what will turn into a negative fashion, I believe, because she's so dominant. Yeah. And I think, you know, like like we were saying, like she has beaten the three most sort of well-regarded contenders that you could have for that title. Like these are the yeah. most sort of uh, authentic people that you'd be like, okay, well, I can see all of them being a champion. One of them has already been the champion. Yeah. Who is left? And it's Candice. And yeah, it's or, Candace, it's, yeah. or it's Dakota. Or it's Aaliyah. <laughs> No, back in your just, closet. Just, I'm just saying. Could uh, be it, could be, it could be a Leah. Could be it. Casey Catamaran. You yeah, don't know. It could be Kate. Well, yeah, but that's also, I think Casey Catamaran, uh, Casey Cantaloupe, Dakota Kai, and Candice occupy a very similar appeal, I think, as like they are kind of bubblegum, cute, friendly in a very Bailey way. Yeah. It's, uh, a, it's Alexa Bliss before she turned heel. Yes. But, uh, but not as, yeah. Not as glittery. Yeah. And, yeah. Or. As not over as that was, like it, I think it's yeah. I think the sort of point would be they would they would be the sort of people to come up in that same Bailey way, like against a really mean, like you know, the Sasha Banks level bully kind of yeah. thing. Like, and you can replicate some of that kind of friction that the women's division has been missing to a degree. And uh, Casey did have that sequence with Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. Um, was it a couple of weeks ago? It wasn't last week's, was it? It was the week before when they did the tag match. Oh, it was the her and Lacey out, Lane. Yeah, yeah. Out on bits. yeah, that so was cool. maybe they are sort of setting up some stuff with Casey mm-hmm. to go up against Shayna. Maybe not for a takeover match or maybe just for an NXT match. Yep. But I think they might be doing something along those lines. The other avenue we could possibly... Like she needs to be on telly a little bit more before she just goes... Hop, skip, and a Baszler. Like, I get that you're an American Ninja Warrior, but like, let's not. We can't just go Baszler. Well, she, she was in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, the other question is, and we've talked about this kind of briefly on the show mm-hmm. before, but they could still do a main roster call-up. She just is still the NXT Women's Champion. Yes, absolutely. I think we, we were discussing that last night when we were just saying like, it wouldn't harm anything to just go. Well, Baszler is the NXT Champion, and then we're going to push the. If we are going to do a horsewomen versus horsewomen match, we're going to build up to that at the next big pay-per-view we've got coming up and then just 
keep Baszler and the other guys down in NXT. Yeah. But they're just Ronda's back up on Raw and SmackDown. And you could actually add a really fast... I'm fancy booking at the, at the wazoo here. Mm-hmm. But you could um, even do a very interesting storyline where one of the horsemen challenges Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship. Yeah. And that then gets defended on a main roster show. Like, that gets defended at Money in the Bank or something. And you oh, do, that would be cool. You do Bailey versus Shayna Baszler for the NXT. Mm. Like, that then puts the Women's Championship on a major level. Yeah. Because that's main roster level Maybe worthy. Maybe Charlotte then. would be good. Yeah, if, if, Charlotte. Charlotte, if Charlotte's not winning at Mania, that would be awesome. Yeah, like, Charlotte going after the NXT yeah. Women's Championship. Like, that, that's my championship. I'm the person who made that championship relevant yeah. and, and things like that. I'm the person. Like, I mean, yeah, you'd have to ignore all the work that... Page and everyone else did but you know it's she's Charlotte Flair so she could probably get away with saying yeah. that sort of thing so yeah I think there's almost some scope to do that as well mm-hmm. if you really want to start pushing this NXT it's Triple H said it's not a developmental brand it's a third brand yeah and if you want to push it as a third brand then you do need to give it a lot some legitimacy and you've got that with NXT people showing up in Royal Rumbles. Mm-hmm. But yeah, having one of their titles defended on a main roster show would be... That's yeah. not even They would have had that legitimacy way earlier if they hadn't done a back and forth with uh, Kevin Owens and John Cena and just well, been yeah. like, Owens pins John Cena. That's it. Yeah, End, quite. Of. Abs- End of story. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, let's quickly talk about the match itself. I, I, I thought it was really good. Um, yes. It's just, it, it was a shame it came after the Pete Dunn-Walter match. Yeah. And the crowd were a bit spent. And I don't think it took them a little while to get heated back up for this. Yeah, and I think that's just it. Just you know, when you feed off the audience, it becomes quite difficult to feel like it's. And I think also like it is just a shame of the. It's actually just the pacing of the show. It's nothing to do with like men and like that. They're not as over. It's not not being as over and stuff. It's just because of where you fall in in the kind of card of things. And it happens to be that Pete Dunne and Walter tore the house down. Exactly. They had a main event level match. Yeah. That just, everyone's just like, okay, I just, I need to go to the toilet. Yeah. I need a a little break. I need need to sit down. Yeah. And I think they did very well to sort of whip that back up again after like, Sky Pirates were great. I mean, I think that was the thing is like, once they sort of started rolling, uh, it was a really, really cool match with some amazing moments and some incredible spots. I loved all of the stuff between Kairi Sane and Io Shirai yeah. breaking up each other's pins and apologizing, like, apologizing yeah. to each other, but then sort of also being like, I kind of want the belt. Like It was that moment when I think it was Io had the pin and Kairi was the one that broke it up. And Io's face was just like, what? That was yeah, and then Eo breaks up Kyrie's one, and she was like, "I'm sorry, I'm, I'm but sorry." Actually, you know what? Like, I'd quite like to win. <laughs> yeah, I, wanna... I just think it'd be nice if I won. That's why we keep doing this. That's what this means. <laughs> yeah, we can't be tag champs, so let's be just. I'll be a solo champ. Yeah, and I'll give you first shot. So yeah, I thought there was some really nice stuff in there. It kind of, I think Bianca Belair almost became the afterthought of the match, really, mm-hmm. because you had all the great stuff with the Sky Pirates and Baszler retaining. Bianca really only had her one big spot, which was doing the big double KOD <sighs> at the same time, which I'm that not going to take amazing. anything away from because that was incredible. Well, you could see how much a feat of strength it was from her face. Yeah. My God. But I've never seen anyone regret something so much so quickly. She just <laughs> went, oh, my God. But oh, hit it perfectly as well. Like normally yeah, was- people just sort of fall out Attempted of that, yeah. it, but she proper chucked them both absolutely yeah Amazing. to do it into that sort of Mishinoku driver position mm-hmm. as well really really impressive stuff she's an incredible athlete she's, Ab- she's, she's next level nuts mm. absolutely nuts but yeah and then uh, we thought we were going to get a title change but no Shayna Baszler just dragged down uh, Bianca Belair after the double KOD knocked her in the Kurafuna clutch Baszler fought for all she could but uh, had to tap out in the end and Baszler retained yeah interestingly that no interference or anything from the horsewomen no shenanigans here this was Baszler just being like I'll do it on my own yeah Which and that's is... one of the things I do like about NXT you don't always mm. have to have just because you've got backup doesn't mean they have to always get yeah. involved and we always in say matches. this about like oh, disproved here but we said about a few of the Adam Cole matches where he just turns up and does it on his own yeah. and it's just like yeah just to prove that you can which is great because it makes you a legitimate like there's a reason these people are following you and it's not just because you're like all of us together are much more stronger than this <laughs> one person it's like you know I'm worth following because you can you know strap yourself to my rocket yeah absolutely hang on my coattails because I'm going somewhere Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We're going to ask Davis now. Do you have any questions for us? Just, just the uh, the one here. More of an observation from Timon Uzumaki. Just to remind everyone, Io Shirai is that or Io Shirai? Io Shirai. Io you know, and you Shirai know it, Io as well. Is that only one Shayna Baszler has never pinned or submitted in the NXT roster? Maybe it will play out in a future storyline. Hmm. Back to you. It's an excellent point, actually, yeah, because she has pinned Shayna, but Shayna's never pinned yeah. her or tapped her out. So, yeah, maybe they could. that would be the next takeover match. Yeah, uh, a one-on-one. A one-on-one. Baszler, Io Shirai, and kind of like wrap up that storyline. Not mm. so much wrap it up, but if you do want to move on to a Candice or someone else. Yeah, do you, would you think it, there's the potential for Io Shirai to be the to, champion? To win then, yeah. Yeah, to yeah win, that's actually to a very good shout. Line, like, yeah. When no one's getting in her way. I mean, clearly they does she love have, her. Does she have to have a does she have to have like a minor feud with Kyrie to sort of push that through and be like, look, I'm going for this on my own. I don't yeah. need you backing me up. What's the point of kind of what's the point in labeling them the Sky Pirates if you're going to break them up as friends? Or do you do EO and Baszler at the next? Uh, did you do that research for us, uh, Davis, about when the uh, next show is? Sure did. <laughs> uh, it's it's not been confirmed. We know it's in June, but WrestleVotes has tweeted back in March. NXT TakeOver San Jose, scheduled for Saturday, June 8th. Same venue as NXT's first major touring show. Uh, and there is no... <coughs> pay-per-view. Just got choked up. There's no main roster pay-per-view the following night. Mm. Yeah, so it's the first time they're just like alone really we were, we were talking about this uh, in the office before we came down here and just saying like I think that's a good move Great I think it's move. like because it's one of those things going into this weekend I was like well takeovers tonight and now I kind of feel like oh, I'm bothered about the rest of the wrestling <laughs> like, I've seen the thing I wanted to see yeah. and it's almost better for the main roster to move takeovers away from like burning the crowd out a night before or two nights before, and then be like, now watch this 11-hour show, please. And, yeah, because you almost set yourself up for failure then, really, because, yeah. like, like clockwork, the comments left on the review we did today were like, try and top that main roster. <laughs> exactly. Main roster right, failure. Yeah. Main roster will never be on this level, because you're setting yourself up for that by yeah. putting on this show. Yeah. And there have always been these reports that Vince gets really annoyed about this, because there was, I think it was, it was a couple of years ago now, it's when uh, Charlotte and Bailey were still in NXT, mm. And they did a pre-takeover show where the crowd were chanting better than Mania. And apparently that got back to Vince and he was really, really upset about it. Yeah, well, rather than improve the level of the wrestling, uh, let's just, <laughs> just move, move, just move it. Away. Yeah, it's better. Sorry, Davis, you wanted something. I was just going to say I disagree with everything you say. I, I like NXT pay-per-views being near the main roster ones. Makes more of an event weekend, especially around the big four. And I would just say do better, do it better main roster. 
Yeah, no, or I put I, the main yeah. roster on first and have, <laughs> have Takeover be the like the like the come down show. And I don't dis- and I'd use come down in uh, quotation marks. Yeah, and I don't disagree with you, Davis. I just think that they can also hang on their own two feet and just do shot like they are doing in June, or at least reportedly doing in June. Well, I think it makes it a third brand, then, doesn't it? If you st- if we, if we go back to a world in which you know, like we've got the best of both worlds now, and all the pay per views are combined. But if we went back to a brand split world, <coughs> like Takeover would be its own brand, and therefore would have. It would be SmackDown gets middle of the month, Raw gets the end of the month, TakeOver fits in somewhere between every three months. we need months. that many shows, though. No, we don't <laughs> need that many shows. Like, it's a lot more work for us. Yeah. Um, the debate rages on, by the way. Was Walter versus Pete Dunne a good match? Yes! Yes, of course yes. it was. We'll get to that in a bit. But. Uh, yeah, so Tana Starica uh, says, Walter versus Dunne, match of the year. Good luck, WrestleMania. Whereas uh, a few other people have said either match of the year, three stars, or uh, it, it wasn't, it was four or below. Oh, because that's a bad thing, then, isn't it? If it's four or below, it's a, it's a bad I match. Think, I think it's just it's, four it's, star it, match. It's terrible. obviously a taste thing, and I yeah. think Walter Pete Dunn was a very different sort of match to the main event uh, with Gargano and Cole because the main event was a very fast-paced, kick-out heavy affair of just Eventually. doing crazy spots yeah and Walter Pete Dunn was a couple of great like high point spots punctuated by methodical psychology yeah yeah absolutely well we'll get to that in a second though uh let's kick off the night though we didn't really watch the pre-show because we were over on screen stalker playing 2k19 quite poorly but <laughs> thankfully it turns out that's just what the nxt pre-show was as well yeah, it was they were also just playing 2k19 so it's fine. <laughs> it was just people playing 2k19 <laughs> and uh charlie caruso in an empty arena so um yeah don't think we saw a lot in there i've seen a lot of people really did not like the chap that won it mm. but golden voice golden voice however I did get an email in about this. So, uh, Jaron Walker, who's one of our regular uh, pod swafters who emails in, um, sent me this email. It was on the way coming in here, so I haven't actually had a chance to read this yet, but he's talking about the WWE 2K19 Million Dollar Challenge. He says, uh, hey guys, so I actually happen to know the guy that won the Million Dollar Challenge at NXT TakeOver pre-shows. Here's how he won. There's a flaw in the game, especially with Brock Lesnar, where if you get extremely extremely close to your opponent, it's almost impossible to reverse the close-range attacks. I've been professionally playing WWE 2K19 online mode, and to be honest, I'm displeased with attacks that Steven used oh. to win. I've played with him before, and he tried to do it on me. Here's a video of me of uh, me beating him for reference, and he's included a link to that video. Anyway, his cockiness is legitimately him. He wasn't even playing a character. I see people online saying that this contest was rigged, but surprisingly, it isn't even though I'm fully aware it looks like it was. Steven, or maybe it's Stefan, could be Stefan, is very confident but lacks the realisation that without that flaw in the game, he wouldn't be as good as he claims to be. He's cheesing it. Hopefully they'll have another contest next year. I'd like to think that I could get the crowd on my side. I'd like to know what you guys thought of that pre-show contest, although I've already heard, I've already heard Luke's thoughts on it. Which I didn't really have a lot of thoughts on it. <laughs> no, I just thought it was it was weird. It was... It, it, it felt like, like it was it, cringy to it watch. It looks like nobody wanted to particularly be involved. Yeah. Xavier Woods could uh, barely contain himself with apathy. Yeah. To, and for someone who is usually the king of being energy, he even looked like he was just like struggling not to hold in sort of a nervous, yeah. this is weird laugh. And like AJ going like, now you got more money to get out of your mom's basement. Yeah. Corey could not give an F, could he? He, could he was like, it. I'm done with this. I'm, yeah. And I think, like, as in the review... When you said come back to NXT, I was hoping for something more. <laughs> he thought he was the dog's bollocks. The crowd treated him like he smelled of dog's bollocks. Mm. Uh, they were not a fan of him. So that was the pre-show. We didn't really see much of it. He was the heels of AJ Styles, though. So that's, Anyways, you know, yeah. But great video opening package, as per for a WWE-based mm-hmm. event. So loved that. And I loved it. It was covering the history of NXT as well and showing some of the really big moments of the big stars that have won titles from this this hallowed ground. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like watching people that you remember <laughs> who've gone on to worse things. <laughs> Goodbye. In and- memoram. <laughs> in memoriam. <laughs> In Treboram. Then we had our first match of the night, which was the War Raiders defending their NXT Tag Team Championships against Alistair Black and Ricochet. This was a cracking match. I love this so much. So, so much. I think they did did really well as well. Like... um... 
it was interesting because they kind of paired off almost to a degree. Like it was Roe and Alistair Black having a battle of the tats, <laughs> and it was Hanson and Ricochet having a flip de do off. Yeah. Um, unbelievable. Anything flippy you can do, I can do, but in a larger frame. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I can defy physics <laughs> even more so. I'll rip a hole in space time. I don't care. Um, what a match! Like, it was so much fun. Yeah, I think so, yeah. it was. It was, but it was exactly what you were expecting. I think is the thing. It was like no one was what looking at that, going, "Well, that won't be a an awesome opener, will it?" No, exactly. Like we when like we're doing previews for this as well. We said that I don't think anyone going into this thought that Black and Ricochet were winning the belts because no. it's quite clear that they were main roster bound. Mm-hmm. But it was going to be an awesome spectacle yeah. match. It was going to be a, an awesome exhibition match, if you will. What a fantastic send off for them as well. Like yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, I don't know if there have been reports confirmed about Ricochet's potential injury. It was reported that the match was cut short because mm-hmm. he hurt himself, which seemed to be like when he splattered off that six thirty. Yeah. Holy heck! Yeah. He landed hard on the mat with, that, with all the force. Yeah, so you know, I said earlier about the Bianca Belair thing. Never have I seen anyone regret something so instantly. No, that actually was Yeah, so he I've landed never very done hard. it without a person there. And then when the Raw, well, War Raiders did the fallout as well, and just like crumpled, folded him, him in half. Absolutely, yeah. like folded him into about six different ways mm. from Sunday. It was just like. It was like it was like sending out the thing. I've seen him tweeting it. about it. I've seen him tweeting about like people gifting it and all that stuff. So I don't know. Maybe maybe it's, he's, maybe he's okay. Yeah, I'm I hope sure so. I really hope so. Yeah, um, I think he he should be fine for Mania. If Rey yeah. Mysterio is going to be fine, then I'm sure he'll be all right yeah. as well. Either he's basically that. he's made of elastic. It'll be fine. It'll, <laughs> it's going to go. He's back. just Stretch Armstrong. Yeah, it'll it's be fine. Like a, it's got those all those limbs overstretched <laughs> out and just slowly. You throw Stretch Armstrong <laughs> down the stairs. He's all right. Yeah, it's fine. You just go down there and pick him back up. That's right, still stretches. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought this was really, really great. Loved, I mean, my standout for it was uh, Hanson, though. Hanson doing his big flippy mm-hmm. do dives, doing the big cannonball off the top rope and yep. doing his cartwheels and stuff. I know, my, see, my favorite bit was the competitive streak between Roe and Alistair Black. There was a brilliant moment, and it's very early in the match, but they do uh, a couple of their normal spots. I think uh, Roe goes for a knee and pulls it. Yeah. And uh, and then just steps back and leaves Alistair Black just looking at him like that. And then Alistair the places a roundhouse kick on Rose's shoulder and then just leaves it. <laughs> yeah. And then they do a little fist bump. And it's like, that was such a cool moment. It was. Of just being like, nah, don't, you know. Lovely baby face, baby face yes, match. Yes, exactly. Really, yeah. really enjoyed all of this. Um, also, give a big shout out to Ricochet for his fall away slam on Hanson. Oh my God. Because Hanson's a big old dude. Mm. And... He popped his hips the, easier than my grandma. Oh, the pop of the hips was it was Taz mm-hmm. levels of popping hips. It was wonderful stuff. But yeah, uh, War Raiders picked up the win with the fallouts. Really, really fun opener. Oh, the other moment with the Rowan Alistair Black bit where he just black masses him. He slides <laughs> in the ring. They have a li- they have that really big long face off, and he just goes. <laughs> done done mate and then they had a, a nice proper send off for Ricochet and Alistair Black they'd already said goodbye to the full sale crowd and the mm-hmm. TV tapings big standing ovation from everyone thank you Alistair thank you Ricochet Ricochet cried Ricochet was full of tears the biggest softie of all time absolutely it was like me watching the Lego movie <laughs> balling uh, let's get balling my so everything is awesome and uh, yeah, it was lovely. The pictures from backstage of like the uh, those two with Triple H with the hugs and Triple H like, thanking them for everything mm-hmm. they've done. Really, really lovely moments. And it was mm. one of a like a series of lovely moments. Yeah, it's just, I just I, it's so such a shame, isn't it, that those lovely moments happen in NXT and you're just like, and you don't get a reward at the end of it. You get to go to the main roster. Well, you know, we don't know where they're going just yet. Yeah, you know, maybe. I just don't be in a tag team. That's all I'm saying. Um, Viper, sorry, Piper Niven and Tony Storm were in the crowd uh, representing the NXT UK brand. Uh, And then we got the NXT North American Championship match between Velveteen Dream and Matthew Riddle, with Dream coming out as the Statue of Liberty to the Star Spangled Banner. Mm -hmm. I thought I would just say the facts there, uh, as accused of being being accused of other things. Um, So... I thought it was a really, really cool entrance. Yeah, it was wicked. And he had a plinth and yep. some, and he has his own version of the boys to, to wheel him down. <laughs> Apparently, someone said the video, I've actually seen the video, but uh, Matthew retweeted it. The two lads at the front went to lift him up early before he stood de- like before he sat down. And you can hear one of the guys at the back go, not yet! <laughs> <laughs> 
He hasn't sat down. He'll fall off. Amazing. Uh, so, yeah, it was a really, really cool entrance with mm-hmm. Velveteen Dream. Just he finds a way to, like, he's, he's the demon of the new era of NXT mm. in that you always you go to a takeover show being like, oh, what entrance is he going to do this time? Mm. And you get those reports of being like, it was the greatest entrance to see live. And it's the sort of entrance that, and and Dream's not the first person to do this. As I said, Finn Balor did this. Yep. Bobby Roode had this a lot as well. When he was NXT champion, he always had like the big choir-based entrances and things like that. Yep. I feel like Andrade had some really big entrances well, as well. War Raiders are getting big entrances. War Raiders are getting yeah. them as well. And they're the sort of entrances that we all say, Man, I can't wait to see, wait to see that at WrestleMania. Oh yeah. But then I've started to realize now I just don't think we will. No. Like you, not to that level. Like I don't think they'll give him the big pomp and circumstance. He'll just get a regular entrance. I, th- I think they've used things sparingly enough, don't they, on NXT? Where you're like, you know, they've got people who they've gone. That's your entrance. Like you know, Johnny Gargano, despite the fact that he's main evented every takeover for however long, mm. tends to just come out in cosplay. In cosplay, and that's like that's his his bit of takeover is like you get a new outfit yeah whereas dreams is you get this whole parade of exactly because it fits his character yeah exactly really fits his character so i really really like that and i love the dueling chance to start this off Mm. crowd were very very hot for this and i felt that the story of this match was dream didn't take riddle seriously yeah he just thought hey you're that bro guy you come out and you go bro and you got your flip flops and whatnot and your carefree Michelangelo attitude (laughs) so I'm just going to make fun of you I'm going to do the karate kid pose turns out though he's actually Raphael yeah and easily riled (laughs) exactly because Matt Matt Riddle's answer to everything that Dream did was just I'm going to stretch you out then I'm just going to stretch you out and then I'm going to knee you in the face (laughs) oh you're going to do that fine I'll just German suplex you then instead then but this was I think the story here was that like Dream who someone who obviously has a lot of guts and a lot of talent and like was being outclassed by someone who is a technical wizard yeah basically and and i think that was just you know and it was like you said in your review it it isn't a case of dream stole like dream stole a win here he survived matt riddle yeah didn't like this wasn't a definite victory no absolutely yeah Yeah. it it felt like a it was a last ditch attempt it was it was Mm. his hail mary and his hail mary was i'm just gonna try and roll you up while i'm in the bro mission yeah and if this fails that's it i'm done yeah so i thought they told a really really cool story in here i loved the ankle lock that matt riddle oh my god that was so vicious he was really twisting that round it felt like a brutal ankle lock that someone would tap mm. out to and then Dream tried to he, roll over and kick him so he just grabbed the other ankle and locked an ankle lock I thought it was so cool yeah but this was the, and this was the thing it was like it was using that the psychology of like Riddle was an MMA fighter so Riddle has thought about if this happens I do this if this happens I do this and every single escape or move that Dream tried Riddle just had an answer for yeah you know and then then we got the sort of Dream did his usual sort of bit of I you know let's play to sort of let's play the hits and we'll do a bit of Hulk Hogan we'll do a bit of Randy Savage like yeah he sort of played to the crowd and that's when he gets his fire and his power is like pat like you know not pandering but playing to what kind of like giving people sort of fanboy moments the big colorful character yeah, that exactly, he is yeah. yeah because this was an MMA fighter versus a comic book character yes like, exactly and, and, yeah. it, and I, I think that's great like I loved that I mm. thought it was a really nice uh, a really nice sort of dichotomy and things like that and man alive Matt Riddle's deadlift German suplex off the second rope. I thought he was dead. Oh, damn. So I, just, I thought he was dead. Yeah, I was, I was like, I, dream over. Yeah, I'm glad we got replays to show that <laughs> yeah. he had managed to sort of flip oh, he's himself okay. around. He's okay. Oh, thank God, he's okay. But yeah, I, I loved that match. I thought it was really, really cool. Everyone's selling me it was brilliant. They did the bro fist afterwards. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just wonderful stuff. Um, where, where do you see Matt Riddle going from here? NXT title, I imagine. I think maybe we'll have a sort of one more feud... Uh, for both Gargano and Riddle, and then Riddle will be in the title picture yeah. sooner rather than later. I think so as well. I think they're very much gearing him up for that NXT title run. Oh, yeah. Uh, they announced that they have officially signed Kushida from New Japan, um, and then he was shown in the crowd with a lovely little hat. Mm. He looked very, very dapper and very, very cool. Cushioned Shida. <laughs> I'm excited to see what Kushida can do 
uh, in the NXT brand. I want to see if they're going to keep up the time splitter gimmick of mm. letting him come out dressed as Marty McFly and all that. <laughs> I'm really hoping that they do because mm. I, I, I very much enjoy a Kushida entrance. I've, I've seen it many times over. Shared a lift with uh, Kushida, as I often tell. And I, I've never been so nervous. Different sort of entrance. I've never, been nervous, <laughs> I've never been so nervous in my life to share mm. an elevator with <laughs> Kushida because I just wanted to go, I love your entrance. <laughs> I think Back to the Future is a great movie too. <laughs> I think it's my third favorite film of all time. You must get this all the time. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm getting off on this floor. It's fine. Uh, right. Then we got what for me was match of the night and is a possible match of the year contender. It was Pete Dunne versus Walter for the WWE United Kingdom Championship. I, I My God. My God. I thought this match was just... I, I gushed about it in the review, so I'm, I won't spend too much time gushing about it again. But... I, I can't say enough good things about it. This was a masterclass of psychology, though, wasn't yeah. it? It was like, this was this was how I envision big person versus small person matches to go down. Absolutely. And like, I think I think that, you know, there were people in the comments last night when we were live streaming saying, this is like a Baron Corbin match or a Jinder Mahal match. And I was like, no, this is what Baron Corbin and Jinder Mahal think they're doing. Yeah. Like, Walter's uh, offense... Yeah, it's a it's like rest holdy in places, but it's also vicious in a way that I like the bit where he puts him on the top rope, climbs up, puts his foot right on Dunn's throat. There was the Dunn's bridging, yeah, and he stamps on his throat. Like there was all these moments of just complete barbarism Absolutely. that other people aren't doing, using their size in that way. Like the Walter's confidence as well. We've done. You know, Dunn chop makes the mistake of chopping him, and then Walter's just like, "Oh no, I'm much bigger than you. Yeah, have that, have that, exactly, have this. Yeah. Why, why don't you have this one as well?" And exactly. this, Dunn will try a chop, and he'll go like, "Try that again." Yeah, have and a go. Exactly. I, don't, I have, literally don't care. Yeah, have a go if you think you can do. And it was only yeah, and then you know, and then that works really well. And what gelled so brilliantly about this is that works very well with Pete Dunn's technical takedown style of like, you know, I'm gonna start to bend your fingers. I'm gonna yeah. start to manipulate your joints. I'm going to break you down piece by piece yeah. until I can get the advantage. And what I love about Walter as a wrestler and why I think he is the best big man in the business mm -hmm. at the moment, because certainly in today's scene, is he knows how to sell for a smaller guy and make it look believable yes. yeah. and make it look like I'm not just a big dumb lug that has been outsmarted. Mm. You know, it's not like the thing that the main roster always do with their big guys is that they just have to run into something and that's how the smaller man takes over. Yes, it's Braun yeah. Strowman posting himself. It's Braun Strowman running into the barricade or something mm. like that. Walter knows how to work a match and the bookers and everything around him and the agents and everything know how to work a match to tell a story that, yeah, you are the bigger man but you have a weakness. And it's about that, that small person trying to find what that weakness is. And it's not finding a weakness, it's using their strengths against you. Yes, so for exactly. Pete Dunne, it's joint manipulation and trying to tie you up into these, essentially trying to tie you up in a bow. Yes, yeah. And there was some really great Out maneuvering, slowly chopping you down. Yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, Pete Dunne, using the joint manipulation on the fingers, the finger break spots, if you take that, the chop away from Walter, that's one of his moves gone. Yeah. That's then going to struggle for the glory bomb. That's going to struggle for him getting up to the top rope to do the splash. I thought it was a masterfully worked match. It was a progress match. It yep. was a progress main event mm. on a WWE show, and I loved it. They just had so much stuff in there that just made my skin crawl of how horrible it looked as well. I just This just felt like a war that two yeah. guys had. And to cap it off with Walter winning the title, which he definitely should have and was completely the right decision to make yeah. because otherwise no one's ever catching Pete Dunne's record <laughs> yeah. basically but like yeah it was the perfect time to move it on he's the perfect man to have that championship yeah it felt like the match that title change deserved yeah absolutely and, like, and now on that NXT UK brand you can almost have Walter versus British Strong Style mm. of, and those three together almost trying to work like you know uniting to try and take the belt back off of him Yep. And you can, like, one of the. Oh, and then, the, then yeah. there's layers of feuding that can go yeah. on between them. It's almost like a David Starr, uh, John Devlin kind exactly, of vibe. Yeah. Like, you know, there's all this stuff you can get out of it. You can just, yeah. You know. Yeah. I, oh. I think there's some really, really good stuff that can come out of the NXT UK brand with Walter as champion. I'm not sure if. It's, maybe it'll be enough to make me watch the show. Who knows? Yeah. I, like, you, you can just. You, you can just do sort of the import killer style thing with him as well. Like, there's just, there's so much with Walter that's just like the disrespect. Like, I, I'm hoping that he comes out 
completely disrespecting the belt now that he's yeah. got it. Like, like he does an OTT. And I think that yeah. should be the case. Is, you know, we or like he just, did an OTT. Yeah, we should just do that with him now. Yeah. And that can then build you to that big moment when the British guy or the UK guy wins the belt back mm-hmm. again. And I think there's some really good stuff out of this. But back to the match, I, I don't know. I, I get that it's a difference of taste. Yes, know? it is, absolutely, yeah. And so I, if you didn't like this match, I don't think you're wrong to dislike this match. I don't no. think you're wrong to think that it was boring. But for me personally, I thought it was a masterclass of wrestling. It takes a little bit of patience, uh, I think, in general to get into these things. Yeah. But it's the, it's the slow cascade of it building up exactly, into yeah. a complete torrent of moves and meaning and i think comparing it to a baron corbin match is um, well that's unfair <laughs> that's he just goes I, I have i don't have anything for this bit so uh, uh neck crank yeah <laughs> crank your neck, neck crank. Crank. oh yeah it's vicious even West though i'm City. not actually moving my hands mm. yeah. uh oliver davis do we have any questions before we get into the main event there, I probably had to he's find the right button on the buttons. Yeah. there's there's loads of questions oh excellent let's have some uh, so from that red hoodie guy, should Shayna be in the Battle Royal to further push NXT? This is WrestleMania's battle, women's Battle Royal, to further push NXT, especially if she walks in with the NXT title. No, because that just then identifies it's like that as a jobber thing. <laughs> yeah, you just you are in a match with everyone that didn't have anything else to do. Yeah, I mean, if you if you walk into that match. And win it and be like, I don't care. And just like walk yeah, out again. Yeah. Fine. But just don't even look at the It's an attitude, yeah, it's it's an thing, attitude yeah. thing, I think. Yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. Like, don't I love even, the idea. Don't of... even pick up the, just push the trophy over and leave. That might work. Like, I like, I love the idea of doing a standoff, like a stare down between Baszler and Asuka. <sighs> and like, that'd be a really like bone chilling moment. But at the same time, it's the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal on the pre show that no one cares about. Yeah, and Asuka's found herself there accidentally exactly yeah. yeah so I, I, a series I, of unfortunate events Asuka finds it is, herself it is not how I would choose to debut Baszler on the main yeah. roster yeah and just to, because oh I didn't switch the camera because it's just like a, a matter of days in it what's more effective the pre-show of Wrestlemania or the Raw or Smackdown after Mania yeah like either of those yeah, times yeah. are much Absolutely. better more effective uh, Tana Starica asks why hasn't Vince been called out for not watching NXT and essentially burying most of the talent on the main roster is it time for Triple H uh, the reason why he's not been called out is because he's the boss yeah. <laughs> he's in yeah. charge yeah. hey man what are you doing you're fired <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't, and I don't it's I think he's burying everyone on the main roster. It doesn't. I don't think anyone's it's not exclusive like, to NXT. He's got a, yeah, he's got about five people that he can manage to put over, and that is pretty much it. So, yeah. every, like, there's a litany of people being buried on the main roster. It just happens that the NXT guys are lumped in with all the other mid card acts. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not sure I would go as, as far to use the word buried, misused. Yes, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. They're not. Yeah, no misused. one's. No one's getting over. Is more what that, I mean. That's yeah. exactly it. Yeah, no one is getting over on the main roster at the moment. Yeah. There's a very small core group of people that are. Uh, and unfortunately, they're not some of those yeah. NXT not, talents yeah. that really could. It's not a burying. It's a slow breaking down of credibility. <laughs> yeah, like It's a decaying of their credibility. So someone tweeted me today saying like, oh, do you think they put the NXT Championship on Gargano so he doesn't go to 205 Live? And I was like, I don't think they have that power. Like, yeah. If Vince wants him, then Vince will just put him wherever. Yeah. He'll be there as NXT Champion next week. <laughs> yeah. Fine. I'd already switched the camera. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to keep talking. Sometimes I do. And it's bad. Sometimes I do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I um, yeah, but they've got to pay their dues, haven't they, on the main roster? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 What, what does NXT count for? The Mountain Matthew Dennis here. Who should Ricochet and Alistair Black feud with first on the main roster as single stars? Ah, nice. The revival as separate entities. I uh, love how you you actually you kind of goaded us into that because I was all ready to go like not a tag team mm. and single stars. But you'd already were one step ahead of us. Like yeah. Matt Riddle and Velveteen Dream, you are one step ahead of us. So yeah, as single stars, that's an interesting one. I'd like to see um, Black and Joe um, oh, yeah, on, over on SmackDown, amazing, if it, especially man. if it was over the US title I'd like as well. I'd see Ray versus Ricochet. Oh, yes. Rick Ray. Rick Ray over the US. Ricochet. <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> <Ray> I... <laughs> That's what yeah, I want. That's my answer. The problem too. is that's now a tag team in yeah, my head. So yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Or Rick and uh, Mustafa Ali. Oh, that'd be awesome. I, sorry, I sorry, Ali. There, if Buddy, no Mur- if Buddy Murphy makes the move to the main roster as well, Buddy Murphy Ricochet would be an amazing series of matches. Yeah, we've we've all gone for Buddy Murphy to retain, 
But I actually want Buddy Murphy to lose and, and to go across to the yeah. main roster. Just Tony Nese is not the man. Like, it's no. just, they've not done anything with him. John Cusack. <laughs> Bootleg John Cusack. Especially because Buddy Murphy's, like, legit 204 pounds, isn't he? Mm. So he just has to eat a biscuit, and he can move to <laughs> yeah. Raw. Why yeah. isn't he just yeah. eating a biscuit? It's probably every like yeah every Monday he's doing like a cling film workout to just cut the weight just to be the right size. And also the daftest thing in WWE kayfabe, he weighs more than Finn Balor, yeah. who was going for the Universal Championship not three months ago. Yeah, but Finn Balor's got a demon. Oh, is that? What, yeah, yeah, but he didn't bring it, it out then, did he? He's got a demon. <laughs> Um, just a few more shout-outs. Thank you, Grant S. Uh, Jamie's Dole Life says that that NXT North American Championship match was just so amazing. Riddle needs to go heel. Ooh. He worked a little bit. Like, yeah. he, he worked a little bit heel in the match in general, I think. Like, he, he's quite good at picking up on sort of how, it's, how things are going. And once the beatdown started, the crowd turned on him a little bit. Mm. And he just really went for it, which gave Dream that huge Hulk Hogan... Firing back, back up, yeah, yeah absolutely, like. yeah. Uh, I just, I don't want to turn Michelangelo heel, so um, yeah, he's too lovable. He's too lovable. But that's why he's Raphael. Oh, uh, maybe you're right. <laughs> I think he's just a tweener, isn't he? Just always keep him uh, flicking between the. I two think it's bits. just it's, it's the difference between his out of ring persona and his in ring persona. Like that, I think, and that's what they playing on in they played on in that match. It's like you don't, no one takes him seriously when he's on the mic and when he's hanging around being like, bro, and then as bro. soon as he gets in the ring, it's like, oh no, he's a machi- he's a murder machine. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't want any of this, please. Uh, and T-Wolf, the Typhoon Ranger, asks, who do you think the next Shayna Baszler for NXT will be after she's brought up to the main roster? Ayup uh, Shirai. I think mm. uh, Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane are really going to lead that division or do you, once yeah, but, goes. Or do you mean like a more, oh, like, like a, a dominant, a dominant champ- heel champion? Oh, I, if, if they stay, I can almost see them doing it with um, Jessamine Duke. Jessamine I mean, I, I mean, that literally feels like a unilateral movement. Mm. But um, I could almost see them going, like, keeping it in that MMA-style world. Mm. And they apparently they're very high on Jessamine Duke, by all accounts. Chelsea but I, Green. Yeah, I'd like to see Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green, especially if she is, like, her um, uh, the, the mess character that she yeah, was. Hot yeah, hot mess character that she had an impact. Yeah, I think that'd be a lot of fun. She, well, I think she could do sort of like a... Almost like a pseudo AJ Lee kind of mm. vibe, and that would work as the sort of dominant champion. Do you know who I'd like? Viper. Yeah. Piper Niven in that role, I think, would be a great, great shout. Mm. I think she'd be amazing as the NXT Women's Champion. Or if you want to move her across, Rhea Ripley and put her in that role. There's talk of Rhea Ripley going to the main roster quite soon, though, isn't there? That's unsurprising. Mm. She's like 12 foot tall, and so... Yeah, she's, like, in, she's also incredible. She, yeah. She's also amazing, absolutely, yeah. Is that our last question, Oliver Davis? Right, well, in which case, let's talk about the main event of the show, which was Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole, baby, in a two out of three falls match for the vacant NXT Championship. We all went Adam Cole. I'm so glad we were wrong. Yeah. Yeah, so, after so seeing glad. the way it came out. Well, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been uh, disappointed if Cole had won, but I think the ending we got was what was necessary. <laughs> I don't know. Sawdust got in my eyes and everything. Cry. It was... Um, yeah, so this was a... It's. I don't want to sound like I'm negative on this match because I did love it. Yeah. And I do think it was absolutely amazing by the end. Yeah. But the, the problem, the, the, the anchor that this match had was it was a two out of three falls match mm-hmm. when it really didn't need to be. And I felt that was a crutch to the match because the first yeah. two falls weren't structured to elevate the third fall. They were a break. They were Yeah, they were just there. It's almost like, well, we just need to get these out of the way so we can then do the final fall as opposed to working them into a storyline. Yeah, I feel like um, everyone just sort of, like we especially, I think, fatigue kicks in at certain yeah. point as well of like there was there was a lot of hype in this show and it was re- hard to maintain it through a whole 3 hours or whatever it was but those first Can't two wait falls, for WrestleMania those first two falls were very difficult to sort of buy into because you're like well they don't really count i think like deploying cole should have done the like got the the, the first one almost the same second one should have been where the era came out i mm. almost feel like obviously that it played really heavily into the last bit but like Deploying them there and being like, Johnny's fought back to a point where he looks like he's going to get this fall back from sort of the, he's going to start to make his comeback. Then it feels like, here's all the mounted pressure that you're not going to win this. And then he wins that next yeah. one. And then it goes into this long stretch. They get ejected or whatever. And it goes into this huge long stretch of them doing all these crazy spots and moves. Yeah. And then you can kind of play the end 
the same almost if you did yeah. only two of the era came out the first time or one of them came out and then the other two come out later absolutely and what you just said then was you you're, you're using the two out of three four stipulation to formulate a story throughout the match mm. whereas this match was the first two falls just happened yeah and then the story kicked and, in. and we all knew it was we all knew it was going to go one one all and then it would come down to the last one so yeah. if you're not going to do it in a way that makes it seem like like a two nil sweep is possible yeah What's the point? That's it, yeah. And I, do, and I don't think it was particularly well-structured. No. But I will say, ignoring that and just pretending that the match started at the final <laughs> fall, this was absolutely incredible. Yeah. I mean, we were on our feet. We, I nearly lost my voice by the end of this mm. because we were cheering and we were yelping so much. I think by the time this got into its second gear, which it did for its final fall, mm-hmm. I think it was absolutely incredible. It felt like the classic style of NXT main event that we expected them to do from the get-go. Yeah. So I, I and I loved it for that. And I, I love the fact that they mixed in like you know this was this was a match that's two weeks old or whatever it is, and they mixed in all the Champa stuff to give it that extra meaning, like yeah. hitting the draping DDT. There's a fairy tale ending. There's all these bits and bobs. There's the the DIY kick. Like yeah. Oh, it was so, so, so good. And it all fits Cole's character so perfectly as well to be like, oh, yeah, you know, you know your mate that's injured now, like yeah. who's also been sold as a baby face. I'm going to use his moves to beat you. Exactly. It's like what Andrade and Zelina Vega mm. were doing when the DIY split happened and Zelina would throw the T-shirt at him yeah. to distract him. Well, people and... know it's his weakness. Yeah. Like, you know, Champa is his is his Achilles heel. Exactly. So I, I, Achilles' I thought... best heel in the business. <laughs> it was a wonderful use of Champa stuff. The fairy tale ending on the table. Whoa. Was that meant to break? I don't know. I don't know. Apparently you can hear in the record someone shout, I am the table. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, and and they did like the Champa submission. And I I just think that he almost felt like the third man of this match. Mm -hmm. He was just like this ghost. He was the looming spectre. That was hovering over this all the time. And I I thought it was really, really great. And they went went to the well as well. Both guys were pulling out like moves they haven't really done on NXT for a long time. It felt like a proper, like, desperate grab to get this coveted prize yeah. like for for Johnny and for Cole they've both had that hanging over their careers the whole time they've been in NXT like Cole's first thing he did in NXT was hold up that belt yeah and same for same goes for Johnny who's been chasing it the entire time he's been there so yeah and really really great stuff loved the Canadian destroyer by Adam Cole and there was just like there was an incredible series of near falls and near falls and near falls oh and God, near falls and then the Undisputed Era rundown, because you've got Gargano getting on the Gargano escape. Here comes the Undisputed Era. They distract the, the referee, yeah. and Cole is tapping out. And I bought this hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> and I just said, Cole's winning. Yeah. This is it, because he's tapped out now. And they just they suckered you in thinking that so way. Good. And that's how good Damn these you two using are. my wrestling knowledge uh, against me. Well, that's how good these guys are. And actually, and I said this in a review, it's how good Johnny Gargano is as a babyface because at the start of this match, the crowd were sweeter mm-hmm. for Cole than they were him. By the end of it, this crowd were 100% behind Gargano and wanted to see him win. Yep. And I think the structure of the second half of that match and the two work, the two, the work that these two did was just like incredible. Absolutely mm. incredible. It is uh, yet another NXT TakeOver main event. It's just like, is this better than the last one? I don't know. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, Absolutely. Unreal yeah. stuff. And Matt, there was a... T- I don't when- think I've ever, like, uh, there's no... I don't think there's any wrestling I've ever watched where I've got out of my seat more than any Johnny Gargano match. He's yeah. just so good at just bringing you right in and you're just like, I am Johnny Gargano. <laughs> I care so much. Like... Oh. Yeah, I uh, love the um, him getting back into the ring by nine off the count out. The bit, it was the bit where he took out the undisputed era on the outside. So he single handed he tips Cole onto them. Yeah. Uh, oh no, yeah, he tips Cole onto them, gets out, beats them all down. Cole's back in the ring. He slides back in, and that was the point where I was like, "You've gone too far, Johnny." You did exactly. He distracted in classic himself. Johnny Gargano style. You've got distracted and done too much, and then Cole hits him with a super kick in the last shot, and that was the point where I was like, "That's it. It's done. It's done. It's done." It's done. No, 
oh mate those live reactions yeah. were absolutely it's so fun to watch back <laughs> of us just freaking out for all of this and then they did the high low by red dragging another kick out and then yeah i just thought it was absolutely incredible stuff i think actually that high low came before the the spot yeah. that you were talking about um and yeah gargano finally gets in the gargano escape and wins i have seen some criticism about this match not around the two out of three falls thing but that it was a, a some people are saying it was a bit of a burial of the undisputed era because gargano just kept kicking out of all of their mm. moves and made them look quite ineffectual i don't know what you think about that i mean i don't think i completely agree with it i think johnny has lost enough that you have to sort of put it down to oh he just wanted it so much that night like, i think it's and like they put it over that you know johnny's just a lot of heart and maybe a lot of stupidity as well yep. just like sometimes he just prolongs his own punishment but in this one case it finally worked out for him because he's you know like like we said, all the points at which we were like, he's done too much. He's lost now. Like you should have done this, Johnny. You should have done that. Like all the points where you become that movie theater audience going, no, don't go in there. Don't, don't you? You know, all those points they swerved. Yeah, absolutely it was. And then at the end of it, he's got the Gargano escaping. He wins. He holds up the belt. Candice LeRae runs down mm. and they celebrate. They celebrate with the crowd. Loads of replays. And they start walking up the ramp. That little thing in the corner comes up. The little bumper that says like, hey, this show's the coming to an the end champa now. Signal. The champa signal. <laughs> yeah. And like clockwork, out comes Tommaso <laughs> Ciampa, big neck brace and all, and they all embraced on the top of the ramp. I've seen, um, I can't remember who it was, I think it was Ryan Satin of Pro Wrestling Sheet say that it was a terrible ending because it just ruined all the kayfabe of their the storyline they've been telling, oh. but I disagree with that. I thought it was a really lovely, lovely moment. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, and it was a wonderful ending to the show. Yeah, I think it's, I think the only story, they, with the actual kayfabe story, ruined through real life circumstance the only thing you could do is play on that to be like well this is the only thing better than us finishing what we were doing is just going oh yeah these guys are like really old friends and this is an amazing moment for johnny and like, I, this is his yeah. ascension to the top of the thing and i think that even if without the injury this would have been the ending to nxt takeover new york would have been johnny gargano winning the belt and him and champa embracing at the top of the top of the ramp, mm. Champa going back to being a he, baby he face beat, again. He beat the heel out of beat, him. Exactly, beat the heel mm. out of him, and like Champa realizing the error of his ways, and then becoming best mates again. I just love everyone. <laughs> <laughs> music. So that was NXT Takeover New York. We're gonna have to get out of here pretty sharpish because we've got to do another live stream very soon. But Oliver Davis, hit me up with some questions, please. I've got some questions. I've also got some uh, recent news. Rey Mysterio looks like he's going to be in the WrestleMania match. So that's it's another match. Another match! Wait, sorry, what do you mean? So well, he... Rey Mysterio had an ankle injury. Yeah, no, I know. And they were going to evaluate him today. And it all, it's all good. It's all apparently. good. Okay, all right, I'm with you now. Which, I mean, which is really... That's, yeah. that's good. I don't want people to be injured. We're no. going to be here till Tuesday, though, watching... Mania. Yeah. I mean, mania. Yeah. Me and Lo me and Ollie literally are because we're watching SmackDown after Mania yeah. as well. Yeah, um, but yeah, a bunch of questions have come in uh, and I've lost where they are. So thank you, <laughs> Mike Gatton. Geese. Uh, Gagan Deep Singh says, Who should be next in line for the NXT Championship? Um, hmm. I'd like to see a Cole rematch. Yeah, I think a Cole rematch would be good. Uh, who else is there? Um, Jack. Yeah, I think they're going to carry Die on with that. Jack. But unless you want to move Matt Riddle Keith, up soon, yeah. Yeah. I think Matt Riddle maybe like is a sort of babyface versus babyface thing. Yeah, there's no. I don't think there's anyone else. Like this is the problem is like Champa and Gargano have had such a stranglehold on the on that roster. <laughs> yeah, and we've lost Black and Ricochet. That it's now just sort of like it's anyone's game. Yeah, it's anyone, and that's kind of the good thing about it is now mm. anyone's game. So you could easily move in uh, a Die Jack, a Jackson Riker could move up into that mm. position. You could move up a Keith Lee. So yeah, they've got a good. Like group of guys that they could easily move I up. I think Riker would be a good cool down yeah. feud to have for a little bit. He'd be like a Lars Sullivan to Alistair Black. Like this is a proving ground. Yeah, you know, it does feel a bit like Daniel Bryan winning the title and going against Kane though. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, I've got two Adam Cole related questions. One from Logan Mills: Where do you see Adam Cole and Undisputed Era going in the future? And from Fell O two four six. How can Adam Cole be taken as a serious contender for the title in the future after this match? I think that you can. Adam Cole has got enough 
behind him, the heel always feel like a credible contender. Yeah. Even with the same with Johnny Gargano. Like Gargano lost pretty much every match he had last yeah. year on Takeover. Yet everyone still took him seriously as a title contender. I think you have to. Yeah, I think you have to mix in NXT specifically. You've got to mix the kayfabe with the in-ring work that people are doing, yeah. and sort of. That's kind of how they come to the conclusions there. It's not just like, you win all these matches and therefore you're the best. Yeah. It's like, if the crowd are behind you in full sail, chances are you're going to be pushed to the top. And in response to the question of where did the Undisputed Era go from here, there was a WWE.com video that they released where Adam Cole was berating the rest of the Undisputed Era for essentially failing at their mm -hmm. job. And he singled out Roddy in particular so I hope that they're not going to go down the route of a split. No, but they, I think they might do a Roddy Leaves, uh, which is fine. Like, because he still keeps like... Kyle and Bobby, probably. But yeah. I, think they should, I think they should stay together. I would love to see the payoff finally be that they hold all four titles. Yeah, if you're going to do, the, men's titles if you're gonna do the Roddy split off, I'd yeah. like to see them hold all the belts. And then first. also get a woman. Yeah, get a woman. Let's have the women's championship in there. And let's actually be the undisputed era before we leave NXT. Good shout. Charlotte Flair, yeah, just had just Vince McMahon can add it. <laughs> yeah, you can do what you want. It's yeah, just yeah. absolutely, yeah, makes sense. Um, so uh, sense. Benny Sato, who's been very generous, asks, "He's one of our who, pledgehammers. Who do you think Kashida will be feuding with first? Will he still be the time splitter? I hope he'll still be the time splitter, mm. as we were saying earlier. But but what about um, a sort of copyright infringement? I think you can change, get the, change the color of your gilet and it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> color swap it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, who, who could he face first? That's a good question of like who his first feud can be. Well, I, I mean, to be honest, I can almost see Kushida falling into that Keith Lee, Punishment Martinez, Dominic Dijakovic role of like being signed and then not appearing on TV for eight months. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like you, you were just a face. Well, hopefully, in the crowd. They, like hopefully, all of that lot start to just revolve around the North American title now that we've sort of. We're, you know, hopefully the next crop are going to start moving up and then yeah. these guys can all start falling into, like, let's actually have some title shots going down with Dream. Hey, yeah, Kushida going yeah. into that picture as well would be pretty good because yeah, that's yeah. two very colourful characters going up against each other then. I mean, the answer's obvious. It's, it's Chris Hero. <laughs> he's... <laughs> no, because he's in NXT UK now, so it can't be uh, Cassius Ono. He's moved brands. I didn't know that. And I also forgot he was called Cashy Asuna. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ollie, no. Ollie Davis, the regular NXT. watcher of NXT. Uh, TV guy, Owl, do you think the NXT style of booking can be done on Raw and SmackDown, or is it not PG enough? Or do they make SmackDown on Fox the NXT style main show versus Raw as the PG style show? Uh, I think uh, it's all PG. NXT's a PG product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a very PG product. Um, I think you can do Yeah, you can do I think it just can, yeah. 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 takes more thought than they're putting into it sometimes. And I think they WWE have convinced themselves that the casual audience does not want to see what hardcore fans want. Mm. And so they present a different product. They think that regular fans want to see the same tag matches. They want to see the same style of singles matches, same yep. style of women's matches. They have convinced themselves that fans go to see entrances and finishes and nothing else actually matters. Mm -hmm. And that this this NXT stuff, it's a fad, it's for the heart, it's for those nerds on the internet, yep. and it doesn't actually matter. So it can be done, they just choose not to do it. Because they've convinced themselves they don't have to. Mm -hmm. um, that red-hooded guy, yes, uh, you can make crap gimmick wrestling on 2K on the PS4, that'd be fun. Uh, and Benny Sato again asked, where is the Andy Datsum merch? <laughs> and I, I replied that it's on Andy Datsum right now. There's only one T-shirt. There's about. one T-shirt in existence. Yeah. And so I thought it will be quite interesting to see what the, the if people actually want it. I said, who sits, serious question, who would buy an, a Randy Andy Datsum T-shirt if we released it? How many people do you think even answered the question? <laughs> oh. I'm going to say five. More than you'd imagine, maybe. Two. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, and one last question How many of them here. were Randy Andy Datsun? <laughs> yeah, in different uh, logins. So one last question Dandy, here. Randy After Match Wrestling says, we've been reviewing NXT UK since episode one. When will WrestleTalk Wrestle start reviewing it? If you don't plan to, can you air our NXT party for free? No. No, we can't, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, we... The interest isn't there for NXT UK. I was going to say, this is a question for, for you more than us, because you're the man in charge of all this. Yeah, well, there's, we've only got limited resources. We cover enough WWE stuff as it is. If we were to do any other shows, 
I'd like to start doing an Impact or a Ring of Honor or more New Japan stuff. I don't want to do 205 Live and WWE NXT UK. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. We pick it up when it's in the news. Exactly, yeah. We'll pick it up when it's in the news, but it's um, a cynically created brand. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> that's all we've got time for on this show today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.